Book three, chapter one of the Traitor by Thomas Dixon, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Michelle Fry. Book three, Prisoner and Traitor. Chapter one, The Arrest. The news of the arrival of the regiment of cavalry and the swift silent way in which they had struck their first blow brought to john graham at once a sharp realization of the danger of his men releasing stella he turned to the white figures gathered in an excited group and in short sharp accents said i thank you boys for your kindness in coming to the little masquerade we had prepared to celebrate the announcement of my engagement to the woman who is the queen of my heart sorry the yanks have interrupted us get home as fast as your horses can carry you burn your costumes the minute you reach a safe place hide them under your saddles as usual until you can burn them leave one at a time and go home by unused roads if possible and listen every man of you who can should leave the state in twenty-four hours and stay until the trouble blows over what are you gonna do asked a tall masked figure don't worry dan i'll look out for myself you boys do the same and do it quick we'll stand by you if you give the word persisted dan john left stella's side and stepped to the men and growled i've given the word run and run like hell we don't like the orders chief but orders is orders get boys the men quickly disappeared and john took stella's hand come dearest we must go yes she answered timidly clinging to his arm and holding him back we must hurry he urged i won't hurry she said with tender willfulness <laughs> when a woman won't she won't john laughed she gently stroked his hand and slowly slipped her arm in his as she allowed him to lead her out into the moonlight beside the white silent pillars wait here until i bring the horses john said gently disengaging his arm stella clung to him firmly no don't go yet why hurry let them wait i wish to be alone with you for a while here on this beautiful spot it's all so new and wonderful this knowing that i love and am loved i've just begun to live the past hour I'm afraid to go back to the world. I must face some stern realities tonight. But you love me. That's the only thing of any importance. What do jails matter? They can only imprison the body. My soul will follow you, hover about you, laugh and cry with you day and night, waking or dreaming. They won't put you in jail tonight, dear? She asked piteously. Yes then you shall not give yourself up to them you'll let me have my own way now that you know that i love you won't you john dear there i've called your name for the first time haven't i i love your name you're not going to give up to them are you i see no other way dearest you told your men to fly our horses are flesh we can put miles between us and these troops before day i'll go with you just as i am in this riding habit no matter i'll get a dress somewhere when you're out of danger he slipped his arm about her bent his tall form and stopped her with a kiss 
how sweet to hear you talk this beautiful nonsense i mean it she hurried on earnestly why we must leave tonight i don't know what they may do to you something terrible maybe i can't think of it something may happen to separate us i want to feel your hand clasping mine like this forever he answered by crushing the little hand in his you won't go back and let them arrest you will you john she pleaded a sob catching her voice he was silent and a smile played about his mouth answer me john dear you must do as i say because life is too sweet and beautiful to lose it you will leave if i go with you won't you my whim you said should be your law this is my whim my heart's desire get the horses now and we'll make them fly as far from independence tonight as their heels can carry us you'll do this because i ask it won't you darling the little head began to droop the voice broke and she lay sobbing in his arms he held her close for a moment you know this is impossible dear he said tenderly yes i know she sobbed my business is to save others now at least you'll go by the house and stay with me a little while they'll think i'm hiding who cares what they think i can't go home alone can i of course i'll stop a moment and now we must hurry he brought the horses and they galloped back to town in silence along a dark rough place of the road they slowed down to a walk and his hand sought hers what a strange ending to the most wonderful day of my life she suddenly cried with passionate tenderness why strange he asked i've never had a doubt that you would love me it was written in the book of life but i didn't know it until tonight tell me dear he pleaded what sudden flash revealed the truth don't ask me she said with a shiver i'll tell you some day why not now this has been a wonderful day for me i shall never live its like again i heard for the first time the one woman i love the only woman i ever loved the one woman i shall love forever speak the sweetest words that ever fell from human lips <laughs> i love you i love you she softly repeated but tell me how you came to know it today he urged it's a secret one i fear will give me many an hour of anguish i'll tell you dear but not now i'll share it with you when you'll let me not this one john i need to bear it alone to keep me humble and sweeten with suffering and fear the bitter selfish impulses that bite within me oh i want to be good and tender and beautiful and true now how full of strange moods you've been tonight he exclaimed have i dear she caught his hand and pressed it tenderly the lights of the town flashed in view from the hill 
they galloped boldly down the main street and into the lawn as they passed the cabin at the gate isaac's face appeared a moment at the door i didn't know old isaac had returned john remarked nor did i she replied he must have come with those troops a tremor caught her voice as she recalled that eckerman was in communication with isaac and the cords she had been winding about the man by her side began slowly to tighten around her own throat he tried to leave her at the door but she drew him inside you can't go yet i must hurry my love he protested those men will think i'm a coward i should have been home when they called Shh. she placed her hand over his lips ignoring his plea i've a little experiment to make my whim is law go stand there in the alcove with your hat in your hand fumbling it laughing with girlish excitement she pressed him into the exact spot he stood the night she first met him drew back and gazed tenderly into his face her big brown eyes dancing with the hysterical strain of the deep half-conscious fear for his safety which had begun to strangle her have you forgotten the first scene in the drama of our life she asked slowly approaching him with extended hand he clasped it with a smile i shall not forget it if i live to be a hundred years old he said reverently and yet you are trying to hurry away from me tonight again don't you like the picture as well now a thousand times better dearest he cried the love that shines in your eyes will make radiant the darkest hour of life i've nothing now to fear perfect love has cast out fear my way is a shining one whether it leads to a palace or a prison come into the dining room she whispered leading him through the door and seating herself at the head of the table you remember the night we sat together here do i would you believe me if i told you that i tried to make you love me that night you said you tried to hate me but we can't always do what we try can we she asked wistfully you did that night i'm sure and yet i'm failing tonight she sobbed unable to keep back the tears just when i've told you that i love you and the joy and wonder of it all has begun to light the world <laughs> before i've thought only of myself tonight i'm thinking only of you my sweetheart just as i've learned to speak your name i feel you slipping away from me oh john darling what will they do to you <laughs> tell me tell me they can only put me in jail tonight but they shall not they shall not she moaned clinging close to him you shall not let them you shall not leave this house except to fly with me stella's words choked into sudden silence at the shrill angry notes of aunt julianne's voice ringing in the hall get out of this house i tell you before i bust your head open with this door wait mind your own business snapped the angry reply i's minding my own business get out that door and knock for you come in 
and I'll let you in when I gets ready, when my mistress say you can come. Faith, and I'll slap your head off your shoulders if you don't keep still, growled the trooper. What do you want in here, your low-life slew-footed Yankee? If it's just the same to you, I wants Mr. John Graham, me dusky maiden. John suddenly released himself from Stella's clinging form and stepped through the door into the hall. I'm John Graham. What is it? You're my prisoner, sir. You'll have to come with me. I'm ready. The sergeant took a step toward John, drawing a pair of handcuffs from his pocket. Stella sprang between them, her eyes blazing with rage. How dare you enter my house without my permission? The sergeant stopped in sheer amazement at the fury of her outburst. Recovering himself with a smile, he replied, "Axin your pardon, ma'am, it may be rude, but hit ain't writ in our book of etiquette to knock at the front door when we're hunting for a man charged with murder. But he's not guilty, Stella stormed. I believe you, miss. You'd have an easy time with me, but I ain't the court. Stella, dear, John pleaded. Leave this house, Stella cried with fury. Sure, ma'am, but your friend comes with me, said the sergeant, taking another step toward John. I tell you, he's not guilty. It's all a mistake. I'll explain to your commander in the morning. John smiled in spite of himself. Stella, dear, this is nonsense. The sergeant is acting under orders. I must go at once. You see, ma'am, said the sergeant with a polite bow. All right, then, sergeant, said Stella, suddenly changing her tone. I'll excuse you for your rudeness. I'll go with you. You mustn't, my love, John protested. Yes, I'm going with you, but I've had nothing to eat. We must have supper. It's waiting. Aunt Julianne, show the sergeant downstairs and give him supper. Mr. Graham will be ready in half an hour, sergeant. The trooper looked doubtfully at John and at Stella, smiling. All right, ma'am. It's again my principles as a soldier to leave a good supper to spoil. And axin your pardon again. I'll station one of me men at each door and window to make sure we won't lose any of our party during the festivities. It'll be more sociable-like to feel that we're all here. The sergeant placed his men and followed Aunt Julianne to the kitchen. Stella drew John to the old Davenport. Quick, John, darling, through the old secret way, the way of love. Dearest, he said reproachfully. She extended her hand to press the spring in the panel. Quick, the soldier at the door can't see you. I'll stand in front. Wait for me in the vault. I'll let them search the house, and when they go, I'll join you, and we can leave before daylight. I must face it. There's no other way. Yes, yes, this way. The old sweet way of love. I can't let them take you. You're mine now. I love you. I love you. John, dear, he has big, ugly handcuffs. He was going to put them on you. Didn't you see him? Her voice faltered. Yes, I saw him. <laughs> I can't stand it, John. I can't. Oh, dear, you don't understand. And I can't explain. <laughs> you love me? 
better than life and deeper than death and yet you refuse my heart's desire only in this i'm done with lawlessness i'm not a coward i've led a successful revolution it had to be and now with silent lips i'll face my accusers a hot tear fell on his hand come dearest you must help me he pleaded yes yes i will she faltered brushing the tears away come then we will have this one little supper together shall we not yes i want to look across that old table into your face again he chatted gaily through the supper and she sat silent choking back the sobs unable to eat the sergeant bowed at the door axon your pardon ma'am but i must hurry now john rose and the trooper again drew his handcuffs stella watching him with wide-set eyes i'm sorry sir i'll have to put them on it's all right sergeant he answered stella sprang between them and placed a trembling little hand on the troopers please sergeant orders ma'am i'm sorry please for my sake don't he'll go with you i tried to get him to fly with me and he wouldn't you won't put them on him will you for my sake her voice sank to the softest music of tears the sergeant hesitated a moment and said gruffly all right for your sake ma'am i won't john stopped and kissed her the door closed behind him and with a low piteous moan stella sank to the floor crying god have mercy on me end of book three chapter one